Welcome back to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalised creators played by marginalised people. Today, playing with me, we have Alexis. Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Alexis, my pronouns are she, they, and I'll be playing Ayla from Horizon Zero Dawn, their pronouns being she, her. You can find me at Twitter under at GameSeizure. Next up, we have Pitch. Hi, I'm Pitch. I use they, them pronouns. I also have a Twitter, which is at Teal, at T-E-A-Y-L. And last but not least, we have Azazel, or Ty. I'm Ty, my pronouns are he, him. I'll be playing Evan. Their pronouns are he, him as well. You can find me at Satan Says Hi on Twitter, as well as Azazel on Instagram. And, and I'm Sarah, or you can call me Milmo. My pronouns are she or her. And you can find me on Twitter at heart underscore of underscore time. And I'll be your host and game master. Today, we'll be playing Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined by Riley Hopkins of Linksmith Games, a powered by the apocalypse tabletop RPG about our connections with other people, the power we draw from those connections, and traveling to different worlds. So without further delay, let's get back into it. There's another series of clicks and the beautiful map diorama switches off. And he strides past you, leading the way to the kitchen, um, which is when you come out the door, um, it's actually directly opposite you. It's the room that you passed that had the wide windows where you could see inside. That is the, um, that's the mess hall. And there's a door on the other side. That makes sense. He presses a button and the door opens. He says, well, after you. If you want to speak to him, you better go first. Okay. 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 <laughs> Um, so, as I said before, all of the cutlery and cups seem to be on the floor. Um, there are obviously um, lots of seats because there used to be a crew of just over 30. Now there are three, four, including the captain. So um, so there were pla- it seems like before this asteroid, uh, they went through this asteroid field, that there were, um, they just set out for food <laughs> and then all of it is now on the floor. Um, to- towards the back where the food presumably would have been served, is a conveyor belt that is jammed and just going um, that leads back into a room at the back of the room. There is also a droid. It's broken and it's thin. It seems like it has a television type display acting as, presumably acting as a face. And um, it sparks and it shakes by the belt. And it's wearing a frilly half apron. Behind it is a door that um, your navigator friend is gesturing you towards. Inside, you can hear clacking and clattering. Do you... I think that machine over there is broken. Yeah, should we try and fix it? <sighs> well, it's just a droid. Why would you bother? We'll get it, f- we'll get it fixed the next time. It's cute. <laughs> Have any of you got any kind of knowledge of machines? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yes. You could maybe have a look at it. Well, but he, he just said that we don't have to bother, so she doesn't care. Oh. That's fair. Jupiter still will. Um, Jupiter is a, like, was a mechanic and 
then specialized in like air conditioning units. This is obviously <laughs> not an air conditioning unit. Okay. Um, but they're still going to try. <laughs> All right. So we are going to roll, I assume. Yeah. Where's the Freon? <laughs> uh, I would say probably maybe push through stress? Question mark? Or even seeing as like mechanics is kind of your special skill. You could do something like cast magic. Ooh. As GM, I'd kind of think maybe that. Like, your your knowledge of technology, is it magic? I mean, to historical people, technology is magic, yeah. right? <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, so that is rolling with mastery. Yes. Um, Jupiter is going to uh, think about Aloy and how cool Aloy is and how Aloy can deal with uh, machinery because <laughs> otherwise mastery is uh, uh, not good. <laughs> okay, so I have plus one. Excellent. Instead of minus one. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, it doesn't really help. It's a five. Oh, no. Oh, no. So you look at the back of this robot and um, it just seems like a jumble of wires to you. Um, Usually in this kind of situation, sometimes you find that whatever power had brought you to this world kind of feeds information to you almost. But now it seems kind of silent. It doesn't really, this doesn't, either this isn't important to your current quest or you didn't look at it in the right way. Maybe just sits there buzzing. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Yes, we'll talk to Angel. And the navigator guy just kind of rolls his eyes at you. <sighs> I roll my eyes back. <laughs> Not very well. The navigator. I gave him a name and everything. <laughs> and you guys just don't care. It's great. I love it. Um, so the room out the back, the kitchen, is very small. Um, it is lined with pots and pans. A lot of them have seemed to have stayed um, on the wall or hanging, but um, some of them have crashed to the floor. Um, there is a huge figure in front of you, kind of grumbling. Um, he is easily about eight foot tall. His skin is marbled Whoa. green and purple, and it's thick and warty like a toad. He has six small arms with, and is deftly struggling to keep a pot in front of him from boiling over and whatever is inside from escaping. Um, he, you can't really see that he has a neck. <laughs> and from behind, he's like, he, he just seems very tall and has these multiple limbs. You said he seemed slick? You, you said he looked, like, wet? No, he's kind of warty. So he's like, a, he's, um, his skin is thick and warty like a toad. It's kind of like, you know, heavy skin. So. Ooh. <laughs> uh, hi, uh, Angel. Look, if you're not going to help, uh, I need you to step out of the kitchen, right? I've got a job to do here. Wait. Uh, but we are here to help. Wait, you're here to help? What? And he turns round. Um, the toad comparisons continue. He has a really wide mouth. Um, and two bulging eyes, um, which almost are on almost on either side of his head, and sometimes they move independently of each other. So um, he kind of looks inquisitively at you all, like, "Wait, you're not crew, are you? Who are you? What? We're the new crew." Oh, 
Get the help. Get the help out. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, okay. So you have to help. Brilliant. All right. So I've got um, a numerous pots of these uh, Corillian worms that have got to be eaten, right? If they're not eaten, they're going to go to waste. So you better get on it, right? Uh, so I'll get a pot for each of you, yeah? And you can go take a seat. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you here to help? Uh, uh, well... Because you need help. You're doing a difficult journey from what i understand your friend the navigator is just standing at the door and like laughing at you <laughs> like very quietly like <laughs> <laughs> and well he might hey I, I got him to laugh you guys have about like an hour until you hit this like until you hit the the deadline to move so he's you know seemed to have calmed down a little bit in this in this in this time but um or what you want you want a bowl of uh Carillion worms you want some I'm sorry, worms? I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. But also... Free range. Excellent. And then he gets... Better than yogurt. Yogurt? Yogurt. I don't have any of that. Sorry, mate. Uh, and he gets out a no, pot. No, no, no. I, I, I hate yogurt. He gets out a pot and he, like, ladles out this massive, like... They're about maybe five, six inches long. And they are these slimy worms that are covered in eyes. And they're still moving when he pulls them out of the pot. And he doles out about three in a little bowl. And he hands it to you, whoever's nearest, who wants this lovely present. I think it's going to be Aloy. Hi. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Go on, eat up. It's going to get cold. And then he sla- and then he like slams the um, pot closed. And he goes, wait, hang on. You're not here to eat the food stores, right? Because otherwise I'm going to have to throw all this away. We c- you said you're here. What, what, what do you want? Can I have a plate while we talk? All right. And Aloy, <laughs> your food is like writhing. <laughs> and he's giving you no way to eat this either. There's no like, there's no spoon. There's no fork. There's no chopsticks. There's nothing. He's just handed this to you. Oh, oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. And he doles out a similar bowl for you. <laughs> Pinch, hands it over. Well, she's going to, like, just take her hand and grab some of it. <laughs> it still kind of moves. And as you pick it up, it kind of goes, <coughs> that makes a weird noise. It's very much alive. Uh, everyone takes a step back. I do have to ask, is it supposed to still be alive? Oh, yeah, it is best. What, you want me to kill him? Why would I want to kill him? Ow. Usually when I catch like a hair i kill it first before i cook it look it's it's, it's the freshest though because you know what as soon as you kill it right it's not going to be as fresh as when it was alive right i mean that's good logic <laughs> yeah okay, right? but yeah, you get it look at that if you don't cook it you might become sick usually why would you get sick from carillion worms what's a cor- well i don't know about these worms they're really good for you like so good for you like i just know you cook meat always look i'm happy to talk through my uh culinary nous because you come into my kitchen and you tell me how to cook but uh actually you're right i'm not here to tell you how to cook i'm here to ask you how to go to the captain i mean um i've never heard of these like hair things oh the captain Oh, man. So I've been making food for the captain for the past three days, right? She's eaten nothing. Nothing. Like, why? It's just a waste. She must be wasting away in there. And there's barely anything of her already to begin with. Skinny as a rake she is. 
she's not eating nothing. I mean... Um, are you guys sure that she's still alive? Oh, yeah. I were talking to herself. Or talking to somebody, at least. I don't know. Um, can you get us to her? Uh, well, I could show you where the, um, where the bridge is. Sure. Yeah. Yes, please. Well, of course. Right. <sighs> anyway, I'd like to introduce myself formally. I don't know who you guys are. I don't know whether you are, um... Your uh, pirates or your uh, stowaways or whatever, but you wanted to eat my food, and that means you're right in my book. My name is Angel. Who are you? Who are you, lightly, lightly folk, lightly lads? Ah, uh, I'm Jupiter. Hi. Uh, and these are my friends, Evan and Aloy, and we're here to help. Oh, Jupiter, Evan, Aloy, 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 Alan. Okay. Great, got it. <coughs> uh, Jupy, Ailey, and Evie. Right, got it. Let's go. Oh, and he, he's like massive and he pushes past you. Um, and um, all of you, so there's the five of you now, are heading out to the deck. Um, when... So he leads you down to the um, the stairs at the end um, and to the hatch that goes upwards. And um, he, push, he pushes open the hatch and stands up on the deck. You guys follow him, unless there's anything else that you'd like to do on the way. Ooh. Well, I am going to try a handful of the worms. Yeah, Jupiter is too. <laughs> Ooh, go for it. Okay, so. What do I roll? <laughs> Do you want to roll something? <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Do we have to roll push I, for stress? I don't know. They're pretty Do disgusting. Do they taste disgusting? So. Oh boy. Hmm. Let me see. Uh, it would it be fun to roll for something? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Um, you. Um, so before you get going, you pick up gingerly, pick up one of these worms, and if you put it in your mouth. It is moving as soon as you eat it. If you've ever eaten anything that moves, I never have personally, but I have seen old boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. And it writhes. Um, when you close your ma- mouth, and this is a disgusting description, I apologize in advance to everybody, the eyeballs pop. <laughs> it has about like 10 eyeballs on its back. One of them pop. And for a second, it's like you just want to spit it out. It makes you almost want to vomit. But afterwards, you begin swallowing and it, tastes that the aftertaste is actually really nice it's almost this weird like umami like umami sorry um a little bit spicy um very much an acquired taste if you can get past the texture of it and the initial oh my god these eyeballs are popping in my mouth Mm. it's actually all right it's okay it's 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 not maybe your you know depending on your tastes not maybe your number one would you like any more I think Aloy is gonna just put down the rest and hurry up after. It's good, isn't it? Very nice. Yeah, I like I like the spice. I've never had anything like it before. Right about that. Oh yeah. He is like Angel is well impressed, like, that you're eating. This is like his signature dish and you ate it like Without you didn't even ask him that many questions about it. You saw these like moving weird worms with like ten eyes on the back and just thought, oh yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> just because he gave it to you. So he is well like pretty much. Yeah. He he's like, oh, these these are good, these guys. They're they're lighty lads, like them, like yeah, yeah, great. 
And um, so uh, we've done this a lot, this game, but I'd like you to roll for links with this with this lovely, lovely person. Cool, I can do Best that Best friend, Link. Best friends. Oh, I love rolling fours. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. See, was, was that you, Evan? You rolled a four? Yeah. He's, he's going to go for a dark Link because he's not too keen on this uh, whole Karelian worms and big men feeding me worms thing. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, he noticed that you didn't take any. You didn't eat any. That your friends did and you didn't. Hmm. Evan just kind of stood there terrified and mortified that you were eating worms with eyes because worms don't have eyes. Hmm. Yeah, he's quite upset with you. But, you know, his, his hopefully if you guys roll well, his new friendships with the other two are going to make up for it. Um, I rolled a 10 on life. Oh, nice. Okay, so you get to activate your link move and you've got a light link. So... Um. My link move is, uh, I get to unlock one of my locked links, and I get experience and forward to. So I guess we did get Angel to show us the uh, captain. So I guess that's the one plus forward. Um, well, I've been rolling really well. Um, I got a ten. Hey, excellent! You've got the same. Yep. So, Light Link, for sure. Jupiter's like, starry-eyed. <laughs> Best bros. <laughs> for sure. Okay, excellent. Do you have a Link move? Sorry. Uh, I do, but um, because we're all making Links at once, I don't think uh, any it, the required trigger is that one of uh, my friends already has a Link with this person. Okay. But we're all making it at once. Mm. I think maybe that would be applicable in a longer game when the party splits or I don't know. Or or if we go back to someone's home world, that sort of thing. Or if you, you know, because you can change links as well, like with a significant moment. With this, like you're just being introduced to people one by one. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So... You walk through the cabins um, and Angel steps up out on deck. Your navigator friend takes up the rear, kind of dragging his heels a little bit because um, he knows that you're going to see the captain, maybe anticipating the fact that there's going to be a bit of a terse conversation at the very least. And um, you go up the steps and stick your head out on deck. The deck above seems quiet for now. Glancing around, you take in your surroundings. So the Keridwen is a medium-sized, well, it's a small-sized merchant vessel, and it has an open deck. So it's similar, if any of you are familiar with um, a, a historical galleon, it's like that, but a lot smaller. Um, and it has one large mast, and um, at the stern of the ship, which is um, uh, direct, you can see it directly in front of you, is um, the enclosed navigation bridge. Um, the on top of this huge mast, there is um, there are sails, but they're like no sails you've ever seen before. Um, there are patchwork of glowing hexagonal panels stretching out as uh, stretching out far beyond the width of the ship itself. Um, at the bow or at the bow, how do you is it bow or bow? Bow, bow, bow. I think. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be one country person, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, at the bow bow um, is a huge cannon which lies dormant at the moment it's on a pivot and um, 
which allows 360 degree aiming and there's a seat with equipment to aim on it. Um, it sways slightly as the ship moves. Um, as you look up, there's a huge net that surrounds the ship in a sphere, flickering every now and then with electricity. One panel, um, kind of upwards and to the right of you, is clearly damaged and wires swing down listlessly. Um, beyond the net, you can see the vast void of space yawning out around you. Stars, galaxies and distant planets creating a su- subtle texture in the inky blackness. Behind you, the asteroid field the Keridwen just passed through is becoming smaller and smaller, swallowed up by the darkness. So um, Angel um, kind of, he's a big bloke. He's like boom, boom, boom as he's walking along. Um, His legs are kind of like tree trunks. So he's like an elephant's feet almost. And he's making his way towards the bridge. As you get closer to the bridge, you can see that the wind, it's almost like the windows, the windows looking out. They almost seem mirrored. You can't see inside. Um, Ayla sees nothing because she's busy staring at the night sky. <laughs> yeah. Navigator. Wow. Navigator comes up behind you. He's like, you really aren't from here, are you? This is beautiful. Eh, we're in the, um, you know, we're in the outskirts, really. There's not much to see here. That's why it takes so long to get to um, Modron 6. You should see the um, skies around Alvernus. Now that is a sight to see. Um, is that close by? <laughs> no. <laughs> Some other time then. Um, right, Captain. Oi! Oi, Melovius! Oi! And he kind of gets... Angel is kind of getting near the door, door and he, like, hammers on it. Look, it's about time you get out of there. We need to have some words. I mean, uh... <laughs> he kind of looks around and realizes how big he is, and that he's basically just been. I need. Wo-. He's basically just said, "I need words with you," which sounds pretty terrifying. Uh, not nice words, you know, just a conversation like regular people do. And there's like a shift shifting. There's nothing inside. <laughs> when you look at the door itself to the bridge, um. As I, as I said before, it's impossible to see inside. It's like the windows are mirrored. Um, the door, again, is linked with a handprint scanner. But when you look at it, it has two fingers and a thumb. So you can see the outline of the handprint Whoa. that we're supposed to get in. Um, on either side, so all of this ship is made of metal pan- panels with rivets, um, kind of bronze colours. You can see that the ship is obviously not new, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's okay. It's kind of still a bit shiny in places. Um, there are outlines of, um, it's kind of like a jagged figure on either side of this door to get into the bridge. The um, Inside this outline, the panels are markedly cleaner and shinier. Well, I think I've reached my limit, lads. <laughs> He's not... Well, I don't think she wants to come out. Or what am I supposed to do? Um, what was the captain's name? Melovius Locke. It's a mouthful, right? I mean, she should have a nickname. Definitely. Hello, Melovius. Um, you've got guests. That's us. <laughs> it's me! <laughs> um, it's still, uh, silent inside. Um... Well, does the door look heavy? Um, it's similar to the door that was on the um, uh, the Bay of Sickness. This doesn't seem like that secure particularly. Um, Navigator is hanging back a lot. He's kind of looking over it. 
he's, he's looking over, but not really saying much for now. What about, like, aircon? Vents, you know. Can we get in another way? Oh, good question. Um, yes, there are, um, there is a vent up to, um, beyond these, um, metal panels. There is a vent, but it's rather small. Certainly Angel would not fit. (laughs) Um, you could probably go one by one and, um, you're not entirely certain where it leads unless you ask or you could roll for it possibly. Something you could do. Um, yeah. Um, I'm thinking... Um, about using limit break um, to like to ma- to help an ally. Um, I'm just wondering, do the NPCs count as friends and allies too? I you guys have made links with them, so they count as friends at least. Yeah, personally, I would say, yeah, like because they they are you are all moving towards a um, the same goal. So yeah, I'll. I'll I would allow it. What do you guys think? Yeah, if you consider them, your character considers them friends or allies. Hmm. Well, I, I consider Angel a big friend. <laughs> <laughs> he considers you a big friend. <laughs> Y'all are weird. He's a big friend. And that's uh, a plus five. That's a 13. Woo! Okay. Wowzers. Uh, so what I had in mind is is I'm going to keep talking to the captain and help, and that's like my idea of helping Angel try and talk to her. Okay. So what you're gonna? So if Angel talks, are you gonna like assist with what you're saying? Okay. <sighs> you want me to carry on? All right. Well, I think it's pretty clear we're not gonna get in. Um, but I will give it. I will give it a blast. Oh, okay, Blovis, you know that you're a really good captain and we all really respect you, but I think you should come out. Um, uh, well, we need to talk about where where we're going to go from here. You haven't eaten your Carillion worms. I think you really should. You could be... They're really good. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, they are really good. And um, we think if you want to try and make the run, maybe your mate, the um, uh, Carlin, could maybe help you, you know, the navigator guy. You guys know the navigator guy, right? Carlin. There you go. Uh, he, he wa- Hey, oh, 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 Sims, come on, come on. Come on, come and say hi. <laughs> like the navigator's going to be like, Angel, that's a really bad idea. If I get close to that door, the droids are going to come out and nobody is going to have any fun. So, mm, mm, mm. oh, don't be like that. Come on, come on, come on. Captain, your navigator wants to help you do the run. There's like a really faint voice from inside. The navigator that betrayed me. He has something to say. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, they want to help you with your rough run. (sighs) <sighs> Carlin is kind of going to make a couple of like really like ginger steps towards the door and as he, get, as he takes one step towards it the voice you heard earlier is going to say um, unauthorized approach detected unauthorized approach detected and he's going to jump back okay so that's obviously the limit Polovius yes I'm here I think we need to work together I obviously think this is a terrible idea, but 
maybe we can come to some some kind of arrangement and i'm sorry i tried to tie you up i didn't wasn't gonna hurt you i just didn't want anyone to die and then somebody did so i'd just like to say that i was right wasn't i i take your silence as an agreement oh that's not how this works <laughs> navigator i don't think that's helping well it may not be helping but it is the truth Okay, but we're all trying to work together so no one else dies, correct? Yes. Look, just open the door and turn off this ridiculous security system that you have. Please? We've got new crew here. These idiots, I mean, these incredibly <laughs> capable uh, deckhands that will help us get through. We've only got a short while left, maybe half an hour at best. 30 minutes, if you don't use that terminology. Um, are you there? It's still, it, there's a very, very long silence. These new crew, they can come in. Carlin, you can't. And uh, the door opens in front of you. And Angel genuinely kind of goes, oh, <laughs> steps back a bit, which is really funny for this massive elephant footed uh, toad guy. <laughs> he kind of jumps back like, oh, 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 you better go in then. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's go talk. It's very dark inside. It's um, lit by many glowing, flickering screens. Um, in the centre of a room is an orb that lies another orb similar to the navigation orb that you found earlier um, and it's embedded in the floor in a device in the floor and it's projecting a similar map into the room um, showing it's showing the same kind of route but um, Melovius' one is very clearly defined which is directly through the asteroid field um, on the screens themselves are um, images of people huddling in caverns. Some are human, some are obviously alien. There are races that you don't really recognize. Maybe one or two are similar to um, Angel um, and have Amalia's golden skin. Um, uh, and they all show desperate scenes. Um, there's live footage on one of them, um, which is, you assume it might be like some kind of, if any of you are familiar with this technology, um, it's almost like a live stream of the footage of the um, surface of Modron Six. Um, it's flickering and glitching as a sandstorm ravages the planet. The bare bones of structures of buildings and now just wasted away to just meaningless uh, structures as they're slowly being consumed by the constant barrage of sand. Um, opposite the map, there is a figure. Um, slumped in the chair and clearly exhausted. This is obviously Captain Locke. She's covered in what seems to be black feathers or perhaps long scales that glitter purple in the dim, flickering screens. Several of them are missing or chipped, and a huge scar runs across her left eye and down to her collarbone. She wears a smart uh, uniform, which is similar to um, Carlin, which is the navigator. Um, and you assume it must have been crisp and clean a couple of days ago, but now she's obviously been here a couple of days. <laughs> it's uh, uh, creased and scuffed. She has large amber eyes and they're ringed with exhaustion. She doesn't really register your approach. A thin saber like her hangs at her waist. Uh, are you okay, uh, Captain? Does it matter? Yes. And she just gestures at the um, screens around her. Clearly doesn't. If we don't get there in time, all of these people will die. Yeah, well, 
you can get there in time and still eat your worms. They're good. Also, if you're not alive, they surely won't be. Somebody has already died because of me. Every decision that I make now, I don't see any other... Cardin has come here to persuade me not to finish the run, right? No. No? No. You're going to have to convince her. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll row for it first. Okay, that's hard. At least I have a one in there. Uh, oof, eight. Ooh. You need, a, so they need clear assurance or evidence first. So she's looking directly at you. You aren't members of my crew. Tell me clearly who you are and why you are here. First things first, my name is Ayler. I'm a seeker. Um, with me are Evan and Jupiter. Um, we jump around uh, space and we help people. Um, and that's what we're here to do. Um, and I have um, talked to Carlin and you were right at first. Uh, Carlin, your navigator, didn't want to uh, do it. But I have instilled courage in them and um, they are ready to uh, give it a try. And they think that the two of you together could actually do your rough run and get there on time. Carlin. Carlin has courage. This is the per this is the human. Humans like you who try to tie me up. Wait. That's a little Well, I didn't. <sighs> I would never that... tie someone up. Okay, I I overstepped. This was a person who tied me up and tried to kill me and take over this ship. I don't care for whatever reason. That is mutiny. I agree with you. Uh, one should never go against their own war chief. Um, but they only did it because they wanted there to be no deaths. They wanted to tie you up, not kill you. Also, like, to get there, wouldn't it be better if both of you did it? We can, like, stand there and make sure they don't, like, try and tie, tie you up or anything. Uh, but, but surely, like, two people navigating this big asteroid field would be better than one, right? Your navigator explained that you need two people for this machine. Um, Jupiter, I'd also like you to roll. Um, I, th I think you should roll convince as well to see whether, how, how you do. Uh, who? Me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, what's convincing? Heart. Aww. Use your heart! I have a plus one heart. Eight? Oh, so you got the same? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I suppose... I suppose... I could give him a chance to explain himself as... She looks a little bit embarrassed that she insulted you earlier. It's almost like this exhaustion. She's in this exhaustion and in this situation. She's, it's, she feels like she's lost herself a little bit. Um, and she, in her right mind, she would never say anything like that. So, um, and she looks at all of you and looks at you very long. Her, as I said, she has these massive amber eyes and they bore into you. She looks at you very carefully. And, you know, she can see that you're strangers to her, but you're probably also strangers to um, Carlin Sims, her navigator. So, 
it's like she unfolds herself from the t- from the um chair. She's like um Angel said, she is very thin and um towers over you as she pulls herself upright. You promise you'll try. I don't make promises, but I will try. Computer, remove the restrictions on Car- on Carlin Sims. Yes, Captain. Boo. Carlin very sheepishly enters the doorway. Well, are you going to say anything? I told you that this was a bad decision from the start, and you didn't listen to me. Um, you decided to plough forward with this foolish mission, and one of our young crew members was killed. My nephew, in fact. I still think that this is a fool's errand, and that we can turn to we can turn back and make our original route. Uh, but our new crewmates thought that there was a chance we could make we could still try and make it through the asteroid field. And he looks at you expectantly, almost like daring you to speak up. Yeah. She steps forward to Sims and says, You call that an apology to your captain? I don't really see why I should apologize for doing the right thing. And um, Malovius threateningly, Captain Malovius, um, kind of threateningly puts her hand on her saber at her waist. Are you challenging my authority again? Oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> I want to roll to interfere. <laughs> oh. Oh, and I'm rolling with dark. That's a six. Oh, no. <laughs> what did you want to do? I just wanted to, like, step between them and stop them from fighting. Oh, this is gonna hurt. You, what did you want to do? You wanted to step in between them? Yeah, and say that if you want to, like, actually manage your run, I think you both should cooperate instead of doing old Karja duel like some doofuses. When you step out in front of Captain Locke, it's like her face twists into um, almost uh, a mask of rage that you dare to stand in front of her when she was about to, um, when she was exerting her authority as captain. And she doesn't pull her saber, but she hits you um, like Oof. an open slap across your face, which is another, I think I hurt you earlier, didn't I? I think that's another harm. But as she does that, her eyes widen and she takes a step back and she looks at her hands and sits back in the chair. I guess I deserve that. Uh, after seeing that, I think Evan would go, I'd hate to be the guy that says this, but um, we're on a time-sensitive mission, and you guys are just wasting it by hitting my friend and arguing like, well, the idiots he called us. Um, I think you're going to have to convince again. Oh, that's, that's, that's fine, because I have a move for that. It's got a long name, because it's... It's a Fallout Boy song, apparently, because <gasps> the the movie's called He Has the Most Dangerous Power to Turn Those Around Him to Allies. Ah. If I succeed, I'll explain what it does. Do and it, do it, do convince it. Convince somebody is with heart, right? Yeah. All right, so that's, that is a plus one because I do things, I swear. Oh, that's a seven. <gasps> oh, he just did it. All right. Okay. So on X... A uh, successful con- convince somebody roll. Um, the convinced person gains a light link with me, and I get a locked mastery link with them. 
that that helps, but also it just it, it was a plus one. So, so who do you say that to? Who who are you who are you aiming for in this? The the captain because she slapped the ever loving love out of Aloy. She looks at you as if seeing you for the first time, and her eyes widen. You're right. I've lost myself. I think I've been in this room for too long. I it was too much pressure when I was sent these links and this. These, these images, it's difficult to know what to do. I need help. And I think the best way to get through this is to push forward. I need your help, Sims. She looks really embarrassed. <laughs> like, looks down. Aww. And he looks a bit embarrassed as well. Like, oh. This was like a person that he really respected. And he realizes that a part of this was him pushing her to this point. And she goes over and grabs her ha- her arm like it's like have you ever seen I've, I've read books and stuff and it's like a warrior's handshake so instead of grabbing her hand he grabs her forearm and says we can do this you were you were wrong but you're also right i think if we turn back now i think we're gonna waste valuable time and i think having the carriage when we, we could if i think if we succeed we should rename this the carriage when run it's a bit of a mouthful, but <gasps> what do you think? That's so cool. They clasp arms. Captain uh, Melovius Locke looks up hopefully at her old friend and ally and just simply nods. And as this happens, um, you hear distantly um, Amalia's voice as um, she opens the hatch and says, oh, Captain, Captain, you're awake. Or something along those lines. She's amazed that the door is open and you guys have obviously gone inside the um, the bridge. Um, the um, You notice as well for the first time that the um, glass at the, of the bridge is two-way glass. And it seems that when the security systems were um, lowered, um, this has now become... Um, sorry, it was one-way glass and now it's become two-way glass. So um, Amalia can see in and she can see... Um, Captain uh, Melovius Locke and the navigator Carlin Sims gripping arms. And she's like, ah, yes, she's so she's so excited by this. And as this happens, um, the familiar fog begins to seep in again. Um, and you guys look around. Um, the two, um, the captain and uh, the navigator both look at you and their words now dissolve back into a known language they're speaking um and it slowly loses meaning for you and they begin to fade away angel even reaches for you but within moments they're gone and in your minds it's almost like um the unraveling the unrolling of a big um scroll or a tapestry and you can see the effects that you've had so because of you um the um caridwen made it they gained the um, inspiration that they needed to make it through the run. Um, because of you, um, the um, planet of um, Mardron Six um, gained all of the food that they needed, and most of the most people survived to evacuate the planet. Within a couple of years, the terraforming equipment was fixed, and um, it became once again a thriving planet. Over. Hundreds of years, but it made a huge mark on um, on the uh, galaxy around it. Um, you've undoubtedly changed uh, the timeline of this world and the planets within it. Um, you're not sure what purpose for, whether someone important was born on this planet, 
or whether, you know, it provided a refuge to others. It's not entirely sure, but you can see that it saved thousands, if not in the long run, millions of lives by just this simple act of um, healing this friendship between Malovius Locke and Carlin Sims. And as this knowledge, like, it's almost, it's almost like you instantly are aware of this. Um, and you can see these images projected in your mind. And all that slowly fades away is, again, the fog. It's, you're not even given time to rest. <laughs> the fog slowly starts to dissipate again. And it's almost like a ringing in your ears as it goes. And this time, you're in a completely different world. It's a jungle, a really vibrant jungle with huge trees, almost prehistoric. As you guys look around, taking in the sounds and um, fresh air, of um, huge bugs zip past you and in the distance you just hear a huge roar you've been listening to voices at play building a table for everyone join us next week for a completely different group of players and a completely new story if you've enjoyed the game we're playing and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work, so if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time... We'll just keep on playing.